You're listening to the USCA official podcast, which takes you behind the scenes of eventing, covering all the big events, professional tips and tricks, interviews, special guests, and the latest USCA eventing news. Happy New Year, listeners. Welcome back to the USCA official podcast. In 2024, I hope you have had a very, very happy holidays. Looking forward to another brand new season, which is going to be coming our way very, very soon. But we thought that this show would be a good one to kind of tick off a conversation that is pretty topical at this time of year, all about goal setting and and kind of looking at how we can make small changes, how we can kind of look towards bigger changes to make this year as good as we can possibly make it. So back on the show, renowned sports psychologist, friend of the show, in fact, because he's been on before, Daniel Stewart, it is lovely to have you back with us. Happy New Year. Hey, thank you for making me a part of your new year. I look forward to this. So goal setting, I feel like everybody... And I certainly will hold my hands up and say I'm very guilty for this. But we we get through Christmas, we get through the new year, and it, and it feels like a new year is kind of a, a fresh sheet of paper, isn't it? It's kind of a clean slate. And we can go in with lots of great intentions, lots of ideas, lots of enthusiasm. And actually, you know, it's really hard to, to make it stick sometimes. So how can we set ourselves up for success in different parts of our lives? So obviously, there's only so much we're going to be able to cover in 30 minutes. Um, But can I kind of ask you a little bit more about the kind of the mindset, first of all, of kind of coming into a new year? And I guess what you see most from a lot of people you work with and kind of what their intentions are at this time of year? I love the word intentions because uh, one of my favorite sayings is in life we have good intentions, but then sometimes life gets in the way of our good intentions. <laughs> you know, we, That's a good we, one, yep. <laughs> some of us like to push that restart button, don't we, on January 1st. And some of us look forward to that because we, we believe that the behaviors that we, that we live our lives with, well, they could be a little bit better. And, and oftentimes we just need that imaginary restart button on January 1st. So I know that many of us look forward to, to using the New Year's as a way of becoming a bolder, braver, brighter version of ourselves. Um, the last time I looked, the problem with the New Year's resolutions, uh, at least, is that, well, 88% of us make them, only 12 of us hang on to our New Year's resolutions past February. <laughs> so, okay, so no great odds. I, I know it's it, we 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 have these brilliant intentions to become a better version of ourselves, but you know. But let's just be honest. Um, life gets busy, and life is quirky, and life knocks us down, and and those make it difficult for us to hang on to our um, our New Year's resolutions. Which which you, when you think about it, they're, they're goals, aren't they? It's just another fancy word for a goal that's happening on January first. So um, I have some good ideas. I look forward to sharing them with you. Okay, in that case, then, where do we start? Should we start with short term kind of changes of maybe it's we want to get a bit fitter, or maybe we're kind of thinking ahead to, to what we would like to achieve with our horses at the start of the season. So where where could we start? And where should we start? What do you recommend? Yeah, bite-sized pieces, man, bite-sized pieces. <laughs> you know, oftentimes when we when we, we set goals that are um, and don't get me wrong, they, they perhaps are achievable. And most of your listeners are, are familiar with SMART goals. Maybe they're timely and achievable. But if we, if we set goals that are perhaps um, uh, overwhelming, they, uh, they, they can, if, if we can't follow them through, 
the idea of actually setting goals and trying to achieve them without um, finally doing so can can set us back. Um, it, it's interesting. The actual the actual process of trying to achieve a goal has been proven to be more satisfying than than actually achieving the goal itself. So. Well, let, let's do this. I have a kind of a, a fun technique that I that I encourage riders or humans in general to to consider using when it comes to building a goal or a New Year's resolution. And it's a little unusual. It's called GPS, sort of like the GPS in your car. Now, the GPS in your car is going to get you to where you want to go physically. But we have a mental GPS, and the mental GPS gets us to where we want to go mentally. And where we want to go mentally will be our goal. So. So the GPS, when it comes to sports psychology, is an acronym for Goal Problem Solution. And, and, and it takes into consideration this horrible thing called problastic thinking. Now, if any of your listeners have ever been in one of my clinics, you probably know that I am the Disney Channel Kumbaya unicorns for everyone kind of coach. I believe that positivity is oftentimes lacking in our lives, and I try and bring that into the lives of my students, so yay. But... But we're going to change it up here a little bit because problastic thinking is is where we intentionally look for problems. And let me tell you why. GPS, once again, the acronym for Goal Problem Solution. We all have goals. And we all know that between us, and if we don't, here we go, the realization of the, of the podcast. So we all have goals. But believe it or not, there is something standing between you and your goal. If there is not something standing between you and your goal, the goal is not, um, it doesn't make you stretch enough. Uh, it, it's not hard enough. They say that the number when it comes to goal setting is 60 to 80%. The goal needs to be 60 to 80% chance of coming together. Now, if you're a prelim rider and your goal is to win every class in novice, well, that's not an achievable, or that's not a, that's not a smart goal because it's too easy to achieve. It's 100% likely. Our goals need to challenge us. They need to make us stretch. They need to make us push ourselves. So believe it or not, standing between you and every positive goal is a problem. Goal, problem, solution. With the GPS, we do not focus on the goals. We don't necessarily focus on the problem. We focus on solving the problem. So if you take GPS and do it backwards, if we can solve the problem standing between us and our goal, we achieve the goal. Every goal has a problem between you and the destination. Here it is. This is the journey, isn't it? The destination is the goal. But what stands between us and that goal? Let's identify the problem and then solve it. So, so here's a good example. Let's say that your goal is this year to ride as confidently in competition as you do at home. You ride wonderfully at ease. You believe in yourself. You are confident at 3.45 after work at the barn when nobody's watching. But when you go to the horse show on the weekend with judges judging and competitors competing and spectators spectating, you get in your head and you struggle a little bit. Let's say that your goal is to ride as good in competitions as you do in lessons. That's a great goal. That's a wonderful goal. I believe many of us have that goal. But what's the problem? Well, okay, here's the problem. You only school once a week. That doesn't give you the opportunity to overcome the challenge of riding in front of a crowd. Here are two solutions to the problem. The first solution would be to change your private lessons to a group lesson so that you get in the habit of riding in front of other people while their family members watch. I think that's a really good idea. 
Here's another solution to the problem. In your one lesson per week, set it up as a mock competition where you are held in a particular area until you are called. When you are called, you are expected to be there at a particular moment. When you are in that moment, you are going to be judged by um, the trainer who is in, the, in, who is in the, the, the school arena. The goal is really important to become better in a show situation. However, if you just focus on being better in the show situation, you see that you never really get closer to it. But if you could identify the problem and start to solve the problem, then you achieve the goal. So if I start writing in group lessons that are set up like a mock competition, if I can overcome that problem, then I achieve the goal. I think my first recommendation when it comes to, to short-term goals or a short-term New Year's resolution is instead of focusing on the goal itself, have the courage to look deeper, peel away the layers, and find any problems that stand between you and that goal, and then set your goals to solve those problems, knowing that when you solve the problem, you achieve the goal. I love that. And actually, it's so true because we can come up with a goal of, um, you know, this time of year, maybe it's you want to lose weight or maybe it's you want to get fitter. And actually, that's just quite an all encompassing goal, isn't it? There's no sort of real steps that you can take. And maybe that's where so many people actually do become unstuck is because they've got this goal, but actually they don't know how to achieve it. Whereas what you're saying is break it down and, and address those problems. Is it fair to say that actually by addressing those problems, it's quite often things that you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone for? And therefore, actually, they take a bit of bravery in that respect to, to kind of right. get them done. But that makes them more effective. Right. It doesn't take any courage to set goals. It takes courage to, to chase after them. You know, I've always said that goals don't work unless you're willing to. Um, oh, no, there's another one. Fun. Uh, if you get out of bed without a goal, go back to bed. <laughs> let's make today a good day. Let's make, <laughs> yeah, let's make today a, a, a day that makes us a better version of ourselves. So, um, and, and I like how you said that the, the courage isn't in, in, isn't in achieving the goal or chasing after the goal. The courage is in finding what stands between you and the goal. Um, and I think the reason they, that they call it a GPS is because it creates a mental map, doesn't it? I mean, I mean, I would love to get to Starbucks today. My goal is to get to Starbucks. Now, unless I have a mental map, I don't get there. I don't achieve that goal. So identifying what the problem is and solving those problems become the, they become the steps in the map, don't they? They become that mental map that gets you to where you want to go. So. So if you want to eat healthier, then, then the problem is I tend to eat a, a junk food, fast food too much. All right, there we go. Okay, so that's the problem. Okay, the solution will be the month of January without junk food. If my goal is to, begin, is, is to get into to better shape, then, then for the month of January, it's not to get into better shape. It's not to, 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 um, to be less sedentary. My goal is to is to buy, and this is important, to go to your local store and purchase a medicine ball or a yoga ball. In, in goal setting, there's, there's something called an immediate goal. I think most of your listeners are familiar with short and long-term goals, but there's something called an immediate goal. The immediate goal is the spark that lights the fire underneath you to achieve that goal. So, so if my goal is to get into shape this year by going to the store and buying a yoga ball, that might just be the spark to get me into shape. Because I, now I got this big pink yoga ball sitting in the side of my room and I'm looking at it all day long and I'm like, well, I might as well put it to work. So, so maybe identify 
uh, an immediate goal, something that you can do. Uh, <laughs> a friend of mine has this great goal. She, her goal this year is to learn how to back up the trailer. <laughs> you know, like when we all get that, <laughs> that rig and we're like, oh, sooner or later, you have to back this thing up. So she, she's looking for a trailer. She's going to purchase a trailer, but she doesn't know how to back it up. So her immediate goal was to go to her, to the property next door and practice with their trailer. You know, they were good friends and she's like, I'm buying this rig. Can I just back your thing up for a few days? I thought that was such a brilliant idea of my long-term goal is to haul the show. So I will purchase the trailer. I've got the purchase order. I just don't know how to back the darn thing up. I'm going to go next door and figure it out. Going next door is the spark that creates the potential to really enjoy the experience with her new trailer. Life is full of problems, but there are more problems than solutions. Let's just create the mindset where we identify our goals and then create the mental map with the steps required to get there, knowing that between us and the goal is a problem. It's, there's a problem. Find it. Own it. Get outside your comfort zone and capture it. You made a really good point, actually, a little bit earlier on in terms of whatever our goal is, and we're talking shorter term goals at this stage, it wants to be achievable, because otherwise, you're kind of setting yourself up to, to fail, essentially, aren't you? If, if I say, do you know what, I'm, I want to go and compete in the advanced championships at the ACs, that's not going to happen. So they, I have to be realistic in my goal setting also. Well, if we're not realistic, we we set ourselves up for failure. And 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 in that, now remember, the the greatest goals are only sixty to eighty percent likely of, of happening. I've always suggested that that writers get in the habit of writing their goals down in pencil, <laughs> because sooner okay. or later we're going to erase them and modify them, because goals evolve. And if we're prepared for that evolution, then we don't end up feeling like a failure just because the goal failed. So, so I, and this goes back into that, into that, that conversation between us and a goal is a problem. The problem is there. Now, if we can solve it, we achieve the goal. But what happens if we cannot solve that? Well, then maybe that becomes the goal and we back up and we come up with a new goal. So, the conversation of failure is, is a really big one when it comes to mental coaching. And oftentimes we, we get it wrong. We believe that we are the failure just because our, our attempt failed. That's the wrong use of the word. A, a failure is never a person. A failure is something that happens at 3.45 on a Tuesday. It's an event. It's an, it's an outcome. So, and, and, and we'll get into this in a future podcast for, for, for perhaps, but, but I do encourage all of us looking into 2024 to redefine what failure means to us. Um, uh, because I think so many of us get ourselves stuck on that, on that label. And there's something called the labeling theory. The way we label ourselves influences how we feel about ourselves. So when we label ourselves as a failure, it sets us off down this path of a fear of future failure. Um, and it's a different, d difficult concept, but, but all experiences, all of our experiences create our foundation. If we have a solid foundation, then we can grow um, through this sport of ours. I think many of us are familiar with the game Jenga. <laughs> now, now, what happens if you try and build Jenga on the couch? And I mean like the pillowy part, you know, the soft ground part. We all agree the game will not grow very high, but if you put the Jenga on the table, with a solid foundation, then the growth potential is greater. I believe that we, as equestrians, as athletes, are much like that game of Jenga. Our growth, the potential for growth, is determined by the solid nature of our foundation.
please remember this. Our foundation is only born on experiences, good and bad, success and failure. Every time we succeed, we create a stronger foundation. We're going to mimic that in the future. Every time we fail, we develop a stronger foundation. We will avoid that in the future. In the world of sports psychology, success and failure are completely equal. Yet most of our listeners believe that success is greater than failure. In fact, it is not. They're both simple experiences that create your potential for growth because they solidify our foundation as an athlete. So, so if we set a goal and we identify that we cannot achieve it, we must be okay with that. What did we learn in the process of attempting that goal? Guess what we achieve in the process of getting that goal? Because even if we fail at the bigger goal, if we've been addressing the problems, there will still have been progress. And actually, it's important to recognize that. I think the idea here is, is we set a goal, we identify a problem, and we set out to solve it. If we cannot solve it, then what we've done is we've run into other problems between us and that goal. Now, now we don't have to start a new goal. And again, we're all familiar with SMART goals. Now, one element of the SMART goal is they need to be timely. They need to be measurable, meaning we need an expiration date on that goal, don't we? All goals need an expiration date. Goals have a shelf life, okay? We need to put a date on it. So my goal is to, is to learn how to back up the trailer by February when I get my new rig. That's a timely, measurable goal. But let's say that along that way, we encounter greater challenges, problems that we had not encountered. I'm not saying throw the goal out, get a new goal. I'm saying come up with a new expiration date. Change the date of the goal instead of the goal based on the new information that we have. So, so the idea here is failure in anything we do is just new information. It's very timely information. It's information that we received right now in the present moment, not in the past, not in the future. So yeah, I like where you're going with that. My message to you is please don't be discouraged when you set a goal by February to back up the trailer or to get into shape or to lose weight. If it doesn't happen by February, keep following that path, keep solving those problems. But as I said before, erase the goal that you have written in pencil and write the new finish date in pencil. Again, knowing that maybe that date needs to be erased. It is the, oh, it's so cliche. It is the journey to satisfying the destination that is so motivating. And remember, we are, we're more, we're more excited about chasing after goals than we are than actually achieving them because we feel that the process of solving a goal is more important than actually achieving the goal. It's almost like, I mean, we're all frightened of failure, aren't we? Generally speaking, I think it would be quite natural to be disappointed by, in inverted commas, failure and that sort of thing. Whereas what you're saying is actually we should embrace failure. And if if we don't succeed, then that's okay. We can just regroup and and go again and learn from it and build and grow. And um, next time there will be different challenges, but actually we can, it's, it's not a bad thing. And I think actually that's, when you look at why goals are not reached, maybe it's because we all perceive ourselves to have failed and we give up on that failure. And we give up. Yeah. And, and we give up. And, and I think in that is, is probably the, the most important realization is that, is that, that goals are a process. You, you know, if I go back to the analogy, I want Starbucks today. What happens when I design this perfect plan to get to Starbucks, but a road is closed? I've, I've failed in my attempt to get to Starbucks. No, I haven't. I just need to back up 
and I need to find a different way to get there. I need to turn left instead of turning right. Um, and it's interesting, oftentimes when this happens, you end up going through a different part of town you've never seen before. And when you get to Starbucks, you're like, I've never seen that park before. I've never seen that water fountain before. The experience of, of reaching that, that, that problem can set you off on a path that you might, in fact, find really valuable, even more so than if you just simply went from the goal right to the solution. Um, you know, it, and, and I know, I, I don't, I hope this is okay. I'd like to, to diverge a little bit from the conversation of goal setting right towards goal setting for 30 seconds, um, because I think that so many of us do struggle with that. Um, please remember this. If we are not failing, we are simply not trying hard enough. Failure and mistakes live outside our comfort zone. If you have the courage to be outside your comfort zone, you will bump into them. That is the natural habitat of mistakes and failure. That's where they live. So if you have the guts to be outside your comfort zone, why would we be surprised if we would bump into them? I've always said that, that writing isn't about being right or wrong. It's about being the right amount of wrong. And I read a great quote recently that hopefully will help some of us to believe this. Good riders push until they get it right. Great riders push until they get it wrong. They push themselves so far that they end up outside their comfort zone where they're bound to bump into their mistakes, their failures. But when they find those, when they encourage, when they experience those failures, they don't stop there. That's where they start. True resilience happens outside the comfort zone. That's where we start. Most people think that failure finishes them, but strong riders start when they experience failure. The last quote, I suppose, is equestrians don't make mistakes. Mistakes make equestrians. They make us bolder, braver, brighter. That's what they do. In 2024, please redefine what failure and mistakes mean to you. If you are failing, you are courageous. If you are, if you are making mistakes, you're outside your comfort zone where you belong. Learn from them. Let them be the message that makes 2024 bolder, braver, brighter than before. I absolutely love that because ultimately it's kind of retraining our brains to actually look at failure as a good thing and a positive thing. And if we fail, then we're almost doing something right. If that makes sense, that that we're going to we're going to grow. And I think the challenge here is that we're pushing against we're actually kind of pushing against society a little bit, aren't we? Because in society, we we define good as free from failure. You know, I know that. Um, children in school get an A and are congratulated for not failing. But those that get C's might have worked harder, did, did more homework, studied longer, took better notes, yet they just, they're not good at taking a test. My daughter is like that. You know what we do in culture is we, we've gotten ourselves to the point where we define success by a letter grade. Um, we're defining success by an outcome rather than the effort. Um, 2024, never define yourself by outcomes. Uh, never feel like a winner because you won. Feel like a winner because the effort you put in was enough to create that win. Um, and never define yourself as a loser simply because you lost. If um, if you are failing, you are right where you belong. You are courageous. Good riders work till they get it right. Great riders work until they get it wrong. If you're attempting something and it is not happening, you're doing a great job. Such a weird concept. But please, let's move in that direction. Okay, so... Immediate goals feel quite self-explanatory in so much as that's something that you can immediately feel like you have achieved. Short-term goals and long-term goals. Just talk us through the difference and kind of the timescales attached to each, because I think this also is something that lots of people would slip into in that their short-term goal is almost more of a long-term goal. And, and so how do we differentiate between the two? 
let's just make it really simple. And 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 I think that if we overthink this, then then it can become one of those things that stand between us and our pursuit of our goals. How about we just do this? How about we just say short-term goals are days and weeks, long-term goals are months and years. Nice and simple. Give everybody something they can kind of hang on to, feel good about. Okay. So in that case, then most of our sort of new kind of new year's resolutions and start of 2024 good intentions and everything else are probably going to start off as probably long-term goals is that the right thing we should be doing where where should we start with our goal setting so goal setting is a bit like a ladder and i think if we can consider our progress towards goals as a ladder i think we get ourselves into a pretty cool little space if you're, if you're looking at a ladder, the first step on that ladder is the immediate goal that I mentioned earlier. My goal is to learn how to back up the trailer. So my immediate goal is to go next door and ask if I can back up their trailer. An immediate goal, the definition is it must be satisfied by the end of the day. So if my goal is to learn how to do a flying change of lead by the end of the day, I need to watch a YouTube video on the flying change of lead. By the end of the day, so it's very immediate, isn't it? It's very short term. Now, the remainder of the goals in the ladder that I'm looking at are short-term goals with the exception of the top one. That's the satisfaction of the long-term goal. So, um, so the immediate goal is the spark that lights the fire under us, that gets us motivated to move up that ladder. And then we're going to separate those short-term goals, those rungs on the ladder, into by what I said before, days and weeks. Okay. That makes sense. So what is the most common thing when people get to this time of year and, and you kind of, they they come to you and they say, oh, this is what I'm looking to do, or, or perhaps they, they plan things at home. What What is the sort of the biggest common pitfall that people tend to, to fall into or, or get caught out by? Right. So the, the, the biggest pitfall, without a question, is believing they can jump from the bottom of the ground to the top of the ladder, without a question. The biggest pitfall is, is being blinded by the goal itself and not taking the time to move up that ladder. Um, let's do this. Here's a, here's, a, here, here's a ladder for learning the flying changes need. The immediate goal is to watch a YouTube video by the end of the day. I've now stepped onto the first step of the ladder. My next goal is to learn how to canter within the next um, within the next week. My goal to learn my next step on the ladder is to learn how to canter on purpose by the end of the month. <laughs> within the next um, within uh, a month after that, my goal is to learn how to do a simple change, and a month after that, my goal is to learn how to do a flying change. If I've done the math correct, in three months, my goal is to learn how to try and do a flying change of lead. The biggest mistake people make is believe that they can jump from the ground to the top of the ladder. And they try that. They just enter the arena. They just try and pop these simple changes. And I know I got a little too comedic when I built that ladder for us. But, but we must seek our goals step by step, like that mental map. Turn by turn, we have to identify how to get to that long-term goal. By far, the greatest imperfection many of us have in our goal setting technique is we try and go from the ground to the top of the ladder. Now, the problem is when we try and jump and jump and jump and cannot achieve the top of the ladder, you mentioned it before, we get upset, we get disappointed, disillusioned, defeated, dejected, and then we quit. We stop. We forgot that there were problems between us and the goal. We focus on the goal. We focus on getting fit. We focus on eating better. We focus on backing up a trailer. We focus on becoming better in the show arena. Yet we don't focus on the problems between us and those goals. 
Let's shift our focus away from the goal to the short-term steps up that ladder, which are represented by the problems that exist between us and that goal. Is there such a thing as actually you you have a, a long-term goal and your long-term goal is made up of lots of short-term sort of targets as well, but is there, could there be another long-term goal in there as well in that you're almost, you've got quite a long ladder to climb because you're kind of, <laughs> your, your ultimate goal is quite big and actually some of the things along the way might take you quite a little, little bit of time. Well, can I, can I do something? Can I introduce our listeners to a new kind of goal, a goal they've perhaps never heard of before? Yes, absolutely. We're all familiar with short and long-term process and product is a new way of saying those. Um, we're now familiar with immediate goals. However, there is a goal that, in my opinion, is more important than all of those goals combined. And, and the interesting part is most of us are not familiar with that. So, so my real recommendation for those of us considering building a resolution in 2024 is to is to while they build their long-term ladders using those immediate short-term medium short-term goals is to also consider building what's called a legacy goal a legacy goal so what is a legacy goal it's a difficult concept so so um so this is how i want us to consider the development of, of a of a legacy goal i want you to imagine that everybody gets together to celebrate your life as an equestrian. What do you hope they will say about you as they celebrate your life as an equestrian? Do you hope they'll say, oh, she won every class she was entered in? Oh, she never lost anything. Is that really what's most meaningful to you? Or would it maybe be something along the lines of, um, Oh, she worked her entire life to improve the betterment of horses everywhere. She worked her entire life to help others kindle the joy that they found in riding. She worked her entire life to help those that had come down mentally to pick themselves up physically. I believe that, in fact, in our lives, there are more important things than short and long-term goals. A legacy goal is a goal that we write defined on how we want to live our lives. Starting on January 1st, and if we can create that goal and live every life as if leaving our legacy, then we're really building something, aren't we? Now, let me, let me help you understand a little bit about what, what a legacy goal is, okay? Um, I'm going to read a legacy. I'll read two legacy goals for you. All right, here we go. Here's the first one. My legacy goal is to become the kind of rider who always lived a life full of nevers. A rider who never stopped learning, never gave up, and never lost patience with herself or her horses. The kind of rider who never forgot to be grateful and express gratitude for the opportunity given to her, and who never forgot to believe in herself that her best would always be good enough. That's a legacy goal. Her goal is to live a life full of nevers, who never gave up, never stopped learning, never lost patience, who never forgot to show gratitude, and who never stopped believing in herself. Now, that's a good goal. Here's another legacy goal. My legacy goal is to become the kind of rider who always held strong to her beliefs. The belief that horses and riders are at their best when they feel supported and empowered. The belief that horses and riders deserve to feel safe, healthy, and confident. The belief that the barn is a safe space for horses and riders to learn, make mistakes, grow, and create lifetime relationships. And the belief that the community we build at the barn will make both horses and riders better than ever before. This legacy goal is about believing in yourself, the belief that we are better when we are 
supported, empowered, that we are better when we feel safe and healthy, that we are better when we're at the barn where we are free to make mistakes and fail. A legacy goal is the goal defined by how you intend to live your life. Now, I mentioned before that most goals should be written in pencil because from time to time, maybe we need to erase it and reset the expiration date. However, legacy goals can be written in pen because nobody will ever be able to take your legacy goal away from you. And there is no time limit. It's for the rest of your life. And I think the message here is that, well, bad days and good competitors might interfere with your ability to achieve a shorter, long-term goal. Nothing can stand between you and achieving what really means the most to you in life, and that is your legacy goal. So many of us believe that our, our self-definition is, is, is created in one show, one session, or one season. It's not. Our self-definition is only created after a lifetime of living each and every day as if leaving our legacy. So my, my real goal in 2024 is to hopefully spread the message that short and long-term goals can make you better in a, in, a, in a show, a session, or a season. But can we start the conversation about designing a lifetime of achieving the most important goal? And, and I guess to end with, nothing comes between us and our legacy goal. If you have a loss in a horse show, you can still exit that arena and treat your horse kindly, knowing that it was the kindness towards horses that was your true goal. The true goal wasn't to win every class. The true goal was to develop the betterment of horses everywhere. You had a frustrating day. You exit the arena, you hug your horse, and you give your horse a special aftercare because they worked hard that day. You go home feeling good about the progress of your goal because you took good care of your horse. Because taking care of horses and the betterment of horses everywhere was part of your legacy goal, not part of your shorter, your long-term goal. The legacy goals are the longest goals of all. If you live every day as if leaving your legacy, there is no perception of disappointment. Even when disappointment happens during the day, if you finish the day moving towards that legacy goal, you've achieved a good day. I just think it's really important for us to move in that direction if we can. I find kind of understanding a little bit more about the short term, the long term, and then the legacy goals really interesting. And and when you bring in the not being afraid to fail, actually, you feel like you can have that big legacy goal. And it might not be the smoothest route, but actually, you will grow and get better when you're kind of hitting your other targets throughout the journey as well. Um, if, if people listening to this, you know, they go away from this show having taken two or three things on board, Daniel, what would it be for you that actually you'd really hope that people remember as they sort of head into 2024? Absolutely. Most, most important, please redefine what failure means to us. And I realize this is not the topic of today's um, subject. However, failure will be a part of our goals. Remember, we will set goals, we will seek goals, but we won't always achieve them. And in that is the message. Please redefine what failure means to us in goal setting, in, um, in schooling, in showing, in, in, in writing in general, in life in general. Life will be full of failures. Please redefine what they mean. They are just experiences. They are just education. They are just things that are trying to shine a light on something that can help us to become a little bit 
a little a little brighter, a little bolder, a little braver. Um, please, uh, in 2024, let's stop defining ourselves as failures simply because we failed. Let's 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 remember a failure is just an experience. It is just a learning opportunity. Um, failure makes us better. Unfortunately, it makes so many of us feel worse. But it will make us better. But in order to do that, we need that labeling theory. We must redefine what failure is. Remember, equestrians don't make mistakes. Mistakes make equestrians. They make us bolder, braver, and ultimately brighter, smarter. We know more immediately after following failures. I love that. Um, redefining failure. I think that's something we can all learn from. And actually, in horses, it feels very topical and very important that we all remember that as well, because let's be honest, it is rare that things have a smooth path. Uh, there are always things that don't quite go to plan. And it's about spinning that in a positive manner. Um, anything else, Daniel, from you that we can kind of take forward into our 2024? I like that. I like that last comment. You know, um, we, we uh, unbeknownst to us, we have we have We've decided to participate in the most mentally frustrating and challenging of all sports. Um, I've never met a skier who had to yell at her ski because it spooked at snow. There's no such thing as a chestnut mare tennis racket that refuses to load into the car. It just jumps in the bag and goes to the court. The one thing that means the most to us in how our lives is also the one thing that makes our lives oftentimes frustrating and disappointing because we can do everything right and it can still come wrong. Our sport is a sport of failure. We can do things right now. Now, the unpredictable nature of the horse is responsible for that. The ski is not unpredictable. The tennis racket, the soccer ball is not unpredictable. We understand how they're going to behave. I think the message of failure taking into consideration your last comment is even stronger because failure will occur. Now, if every time failure occurs because of the unpredictable nature of the horse, if every time failure occurs, we feel like a failure. We go through our entire lives feeling less than, don't we? We go through our entire lives feeling like like we're the mistake, that we are less than. And that just sparks the fire of the fear of failure because, well, if I fail today, will I fail tomorrow? The answer is yes, you will. Embrace it. Resilience is defined by having courage in the face of failure. I'm saying this over again. We have decided to participate in a sport that is full of failure. Please never allow yourself to feel like the failure. It's just an experience that happened that will make you better and ultimately help you to avoid it in the future. I also think that actually the better we are at dealing with failure, the, you know, ultimately, we're going to come across it in life, like it is inevitable. And therefore, we kind of actually are doing ourselves a favor if we learn how to deal with it, because um, it is one of those things that will will just crop up and how we, the, the comeback is stronger than the setback. Um, so don't or setback, it. the comeback. Yeah. Setbacks and comeback. Yeah. Oh, I like that yeah. one. That's good. Yeah. Okay. It is. Love that. How about, how about um, 2024? We turn setbacks into comebacks. Love it. Right. On that note, Daniel, thank you so much. It has been lovely. I know we've only scratched the surface because there's so many different bits that we could have gone into today. But actually, hopefully, listeners, there is something that you guys can take away and can actually really use and utilize um as you kind of start to think about 2024 and and kind of you know look at your season with your horses or maybe it's your your work life or maybe it's your home life whatever it may be 
hopefully there are tools in this show that will just have just have given you a little helping hand. The biggest one for me, don't be afraid of failure. Failure equals courage. So Daniel, thank you very, very much. Much appreciated. And we'll look forward to having you back again in the future. I look forward to that too. Thank you so much. There you go, listeners. Uh, Let's kickstart 2024 as we mean to go on and looking forward to making it a brilliant one. Thank you, as always, for all of your support of the USCA official podcast in 2023. We've got lots in store for you over the coming months as well. So stay tuned and uh, tell your friends. Share it on social media, tag at US Eventing. We'd love to see where you guys are listening from. I'm sure we're getting plenty of people through their trot sets at this time of year as well. So do share it. But for now, that is all we've got time for. Big thank you to Daniel. Big thank you to you guys for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the USCA official podcast. If you have any suggestions or feedback, then we would love to hear from you. Get in touch through any of our social media platforms at US Eventing. And don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform to make sure you don't miss an episode.